Hi, I'm Jason, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by my Rewind and Review co-host, Rob. Hello, uh, good to be here as usual, uh, but we are not alone. Oh God, there's someone else in the room. Um, mm. In a Rewind and Review first, we are joined by that film stew veteran, Luke. Hello. Hey, oh my God. There he is. Luke, so you may be aware that uh, we always have a guest producer working on our show. Today, we have the triumphant return of Harry. Hooray! Uh, who will keep us on track and whisper sweet things into our ears? Sweet, sweet nothing. Mm. Luke, uh, we know what we do here. Um, by now, the audience may or may not know. Uh, my question is, do you? <laughs> I do, because I actually listen to the show. Oh. What you aim to do with Rewind Review is have a look at a property that has been around for a while and delve into its legacy, how it has held up over time, and even give your own personal experiences, whether you watched it as a kid or sometime later in your lives, That's which brilliant. is usually yeah, Rob. Very late, very late. <laughs> Listening to the show, I found we've seen of... nothing. That was yeah. weird hearing you say it. Correct on all points. Correct, correct, um, correct. Yes, Rob has seen nothing. We've. <laughs> well, that's not bad. Let's separate you two. We've brought Luke on board today because we just couldn't talk about this movie without him. Um, I'd say it's right up his alley. That's exactly right. Now, this movie is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year in 2018. It was the movie that brought a comic to life. It was the movie that made you believe a man could fly. Let's rewind to 1978. We have to go back! Go back, Sam! What year is it? Are you telling me you built a time machine? a year which rode the wave of new interest in fantasy and science fiction films following the success, success sorry, of Star Wars. Prior to that, the comic book movie industry was limited to film serials in the 1940s aimed at children. Compilations of TV episodes were released theatrically and a big screen extension of the 1966 Batman television series starring Adam West. With turmoil in the comic book industry and a renewed interest in the Western genre, uh, the comic book indi movie industry disappeared. 1977 came about, Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Star Wars happened. People went nuts, yep. and boom! 1978, we get the first major big-budget superhero feature film, Superman the Movie. Correct. Um, directed by Richard Donner, um, Superman stars Christopher Reeve as a DC Comics character of the same name as is, of course, based on the character uh, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. This movie is huge, with an ensemble cast which includes Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, and a score by John Williams, and was the most expensive film ever made at that point. So full spoiler warning, of course, before yes. we proceed. Superman the movie depicts Superman's origin, um, including the destruction of Krypton and his youthful years in the rural town of Smallville. Disguised as reporter Clark Kent, the Kryptonian immigrant Kal-El adopts a mild-mannered disposition in Metropolis and develops a romance with Lois Lane, played by Margot Kidder, whilst battling Lex Luthor played by Gene Hackman and his villainous real estate plans. Um, donning a red and blue suit with a cape, Kal-El becomes Superman. All right, let's jump straight into it. Let's talk about a, a bit of personal experience. Jace, go first. Oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. I was born after this movie, and that makes me excited. No, um, we all were. 
Yeah, we I, were. <laughs> I think the first time I watched this was on TV. Um, this is one I give credit to my my dad, my father, if you want to call him that. The asshole. Nah, he's alright. Um, he was... Superman was, to him, what Spider-Man is to me. Um, I think I disappointed him in that regard. But, <laughs> um, but he sat me down, I think, when it was on TV once, and we watched it together. When the second one came about, we watched yeah. that as well. Um, I think I had to go out of my way to watch the third and fourth one because he refused to watch them with me. For good reason. He tried his best to keep me away. Really? Um, but yeah, watching them on, on, on TV, like watching that first one, it, this was Superman to me. You know, I probably was exposed to um, the Dean Kane, Lois and Clark Superman before then. Yep. Um, so this to me was like a movie version of that. Yeah. Hang on. You watched Lois and Clark and then the Christopher Reeve movie? I believe so, yeah. Wow. Interesting. What a concept! But then I guess we do have a big age gap. I mean, uh, that, yeah, you were born in. It would have been. It would have been like animated in, in, Superman. And... You were born. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah, you're still wearing diapers. So it would have been. I was eighty-four. Okay. It would have been like wow. Superman comics, Superman animated shows, yeah. Lois and Clark, uh, in the New Adventures of Superman, and then probably yeah, Superman the movie. Interesting. Um, what a is, weird, yeah, a... twisted world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. What about you, Luke? What's your uh, personal experience with this? I don't keep, keep remember, it brief, mate. Keep it brief. Uh, Are you I a fan? I do not remember a time that this movie was not in my life. Just when <laughs> I guess before getting it on VHS, whenever it would be on TV, whether it was just uh, normal TV or Sky TV, I, w- I was always watching it. I just watched it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, what I found, like now, like spoilers, I love this movie. Superman the movie, I absolutely love it. But I found that love... It grew over time because mm. as a kid, if you think about this movie, and we're going to get into all of it, Christopher Reeve as Superman doesn't turn up until like 48 minutes. So, yeah, that's so the exact me, minute, I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, you know, like, I don't know, 48 minutes. Uh, so for me, it was the Fortress of Solitude as a kid, when you'd first see Christopher Reeve as Superman, I'd often, like, that's when I'd get excited. So I'd yeah, pretty right. much just wait until that moment happened. Mm. Whereas now, like, I love all of it, the whole thing. Like, I'm very yeah. interested in Smallville, Clark when he was younger. Yeah. But this movie has just, has just always been there. And going to conventions over the years, I've met a couple of the stars from, yeah. the, from Superman the movie. My favourite encounter was Sarah Douglas, who plays Ursa. She's more prominent in Superman 2, where she's right. one of the big bads. Yeah. Uh, but I met her at a convention, got a cheeky kiss, and that Hello. was a great experience. Years later, I met Margot Kidder. I just absolutely love Superman as a character. He's my yeah. all-time favourite. And this movie is just a perfect depiction of that character. Yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, do have to acknowledge, you can't see this, this is not a visual podcast, but uh, the boys are wearing their Superman uniforms right now. Not in costume. You say uniform. Not in costume. (laughs) T-shirts, S-Shield, and Jason did offer you a spare. Um, And, well, I'm going to talk about my uh, my personal experience and it's going to explain why I don't have a Superman uh, logo on my chest right now. You watched it for the first time today. Negative. No, look, I'd seen this movie once, once uh, before. I can't remember how old it was. I would have been under 10 years old. Um, maybe even earlier, possibly even earlier. Now, I did not remember anything about this movie when I watched it again two days ago. So you watched it for the 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 second time two days (laughs) ago? For the second time only. So I watched it twice, once when I was under 10, and now as a 32-year-old man, now the only thing I can remember was the conclusion, which I pointed out to you guys when we're doing our prep to the show. Right. I remember this. We'll talk about this later. So was your experience different? You know, I was talking about how, for me, I was more engaged as a kid mm. when we saw Chris Reeve in the costume. 
Look, my true, my first real connection was Lewis and Clark on TV, really. So I'd watched this earlier, but it didn't stick with me. It was only really when we saw those TV serials and then movies beyond that, I think. But no, I genuinely don't have a connection to this, so I was watching it pretty fresh, to be honest, guys. Oh, I, fresh. I guess I should say, like, I have watched this multiple times since initially watching it. Like, So to me, watching it... Give a count. How many, you reckon? Oh, like, more than ten cool. at least. Like, yeah, I've Luke? watched oh, it. Oh, like, if I'm being honest, yeah. probably... 30, 40, wow, maybe. Wow. This movie, well, like a decade gap since your last watch. Yeah, like yeah. it has been 10 years since. So I watched it again recently for this um, podcast, but this this movie is up there with Ghostbusters. I'd say those two, yeah, right. more than any other movie I've watched the most. Yeah, See where this one's going. I've watched Ghostbusters a lot. So but if we're, if we're talking about like putting in the VHS and yeah. watching key scenes, yeah. hundreds of times. Yeah, right. Hundreds of times. Right. You can just YouTube it now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got Blu-ray now. Right. <laughs> Put the Blu-ray. Oh, in. So magical. Right. What we, you, you know, what we do next is break down the legacy. What this movie yep. has sort of left behind since its release forty years ago. Um, start with the budget: fifty-five million dollar budget, which was a lot of money back then. Don't be crazy. Box yep. office results: three hundred. Point two million. Which, if your math is correct, uh, that is even more money even yeah. back then. That's yeah, I think huge. it was it was the second highest grossing movie of the year. Um, it did not beat Greece. Oh. Damn it, John. But you've got to think back. Like when I was watching this the other day, my wife walked in, and she said, "This looks terrible." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it's nineteen. My wife said the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm I'm watching it. And I'm like. He looks amazing. What's wrong? 2018. And, but I think I am appreciating what they did then. But still, there's things in there that completely hold up. Like the tricks they pulled off visually. But you mentioned Star Wars in the opening. Yeah. Like until Superman. Like what they put on screen, like with the flying. Yeah. You'd not seen it. Yeah. So I, I, think, I, I, I think it holds up. Yeah. But again, my if, wife, if you, if terrible. You, Whilst we're you, talking about our wives, my wife said it was long and dragged out. But she was like, it was okay. <laughs> so, um, so um, it was a critical and what you would call a financial success, almost certainly. Um, to receive praise for uh, Christopher Reeve's performance, um, amongst other things. It also um, was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Film Editing, Best Music, and Best Sound. And it won the Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation um, and heaps of Saturn Awards, um, including Best Science Fiction Film. So you can see, very well received. Right? Well, it was essentially considered groundbreaking um, in its use of special effects and science yeah. fiction fantasy storytelling, yeah. as Luke pointed out. Um, it's considered to, I guess, like along with Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, to be responsible for collectively launching the re-emergence of a large market for science fiction films in the 1980s, where we got movies like Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It was uh, the beginning of like yeah the mainstream popularity of kind of Hollywood super superhero film franchises as well. Um, so it's, it established that the superhero film genre was quite a viable investment. Yeah, I mean three hundred million dollars worth. Ten years later, we got Batman, and then following that decade, and then yeah. you know it led to X Men, Spider Man, the Avengers, where we are oh, now, everything. submerged in <laughs> everything. And you know, I mean, Superman was already. I would assume you, you guys have a very strong knowledge of. The, the print material behind it, but was Superman a, a, like a household name before this? I mean, when the, the movie came out, it, it wasn't what it once was. So that's why okay. I think it, it did it did appear to be a bit of a, a chance when these when the producers, um, the Salkans, were looking at putting it together. Yep. 
but I mean, it just it just worked, didn't it? I mean, if we mm. go back to 1938, that's when Superman first started. There's a nice homage to that in the opening of the movie with the kid reading the, the yeah. comic book. Yeah. But that movie really put Superman back out there. We got sequels. Uh, Superman 2 in 1980 uh, was actually filmed simultaneously to this movie. There were issues, though, between Richard Donner and the producers, yep. Ilya yeah, yeah. and Alexander Selkind and so Pierre Spengler. And son, those two. Right. Um, led to the production ending of the sequel um, with only 75% completed. Richard Lester completed the second film in the director chair, um, but you can see Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, um, which was released in 2006. That's interesting. Um, to sort of sort of see the Richard Donner version to the best of the ability was so it seems like there's a curse on um, Superman bloody legacies, you know, with, with switching directors and things like that. The ending of Superman movie was originally the ending of Superman 2. That's when he was going to turn back the Earth. Really? That wasn't the original ending, but they had to like chop and change it. Oh. Because essentially, making that first movie, hmm. they were running out of money. Yeah, right. They couldn't finish that sequel, so they had to put the first one out. Hopefully, it was going to be the success that it was. Yeah. And then they'd have money to finance the sequel, but the director was butting heads with the producers. Jeez, it's a brave decision from the studio to even give it a crack for mm. two like back-to-back movies. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and in, that's investment why... in like, faith into the, into the property. If we could just talk about Superman 2 for a second, there's the scene where Superman kisses Lois after she finds out that he is Clark Kent. And and that kiss, he somehow sucks the knowledge out of a... I told you that movie was silly. (laughs) Anyway, he kisses her and then she forgets. But originally it was scripted that he would fly around the world backwards and then she would forget. For me, Superman 2 still holds up. I absolutely... Love that movie. And I know you're not a fan, Jason. You said you watched it recently. So as well as watching Superman the movie, mm. I also went back and watched Superman 2. <laughs> just so I can have current yeah. knowledge on, on that movie. And there is there is so much in there. Like, I used to th- I used to think it was the superior movie. I was like, it's 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 more fun, there's more yeah. things going on, there's the super villains. Super villains what about and the super big fight in the sky and you've got Zod. I've mm. discovered his weakness. <laughs> He cares. I don't he know. actually cares for I don't know what you're talking people. about, so you're almost spoiling it. We're going to have to put a pin in the Superman 2 talk <laughs> like for now. I suppose so. Look at yeah. the whole thing. He's yeah. caged, non. Superman outside. Oh, man. I'm going to have to reel you in. I have to reel you in. It is, yeah. I'm I'm so it is ex- a good sequel. I'm so excited for you to do the quiz later. <laughs> We've um, got... Let's keep on going with Legacy. Let's wrap this up. What have we got, we, Jason? We've got Superman 3, of course, in 1983, and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, in 1987. So if we could just talk about those... No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were produced, of course, uh, with Christopher Reeve as Superman once again. Um, Superman Returns in 2006 was credited by... Well, sorry, the 1978 Superman, this movie, was credited by director Brian Singer as an influence for Superman Returns. Um, and he used restored footage of Marlon Brando as Jor-El. And the story behind right. that, Superman Returns is a sequel to Superman 1 and 2 and ignores 3 and 4. Oh wow! Similar okay. to what they did with the new Halloween movie, where it only acts as a sequel to that first movie. Interesting. I didn't know that. I've seen, I have seen Superman, but at least Returns, they so. named it something different and not just Superman again. Yeah. <laughs> but Superman Returns. What's scratching the heads? What did we call the sequel to the Michael Keaton Batman movie? Batman Returns. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> Superman Returns. Sold. Sold. <laughs> um, director Christopher Nolan cited Richard Donner's vision and scope of Superman when pitching the concept for. Batman Begins uh, to Warner Brothers in 2002. So I guess you could say, without this movie, without this sort of take on a superhero, you wouldn't get those films. Yeah, right. 
With a bit of distance, I can say on record that Batman Begins is my favourite Nolan Batman movie. I know a lot of people Whoa. go to The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, do. But I just think it is a perfect origin story. I hold them. I hold them. Yeah, okay. We did I hold, a review, I hold them equal. <laughs> we did. We did. And I hold them equal because I find them two completely different movies. Oh, no, they're, they're very, true. very different. But even like the tease of the Joker at the end, you yeah. know, Gordon saying, you know, I never thanked you, Batman, yeah. you'll never need to. You'll never need to. Yeah. Oh, never need to. So good. In 2017, Superman the movie was inducted into the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. Um, and I guess just to finish the legacy up, although updated and revamped across multiple comic book lines, animated series and films, and the more modern live-action DC TV series and uh, films mm. starring Henry Cavill, um, the presence of the 1978 Superman movie can still be felt and seen. Even a motif of the John Williams score even briefly appears in the latest DC film to feature Superman, which was the 2017 Justice League. Well, they they used that in the wrong place. They definitely yeah, did. They did. They and did. Uh, we're not going to talk even, about Justice League. But... Even, I, even I can... Uh, yeah. Are you sure? Look, we're talking about every other bloody Superman movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What about the junkyard scene in Superman 3? Let's dissect that. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, well, let's get into a few um, of our discussion points. I guess we'll just talk about the, start with the, the, the main one. Um, Lois. No, <laughs> let's talk about Superman himself. Um, what's your take? What's your take? Perfection. Yeah, I, okay, cool. When I, on, <laughs> when, I, when I was doing the rewatch, I, I, I paused it and I, I took a little screen grab and I shared it with Jason. And it's a scene where Clark is going to reveal himself very early to Lois as being Superman. Yeah. And he's in her apartment, he's all slouched. And then he mm. just stands upright and takes his glasses off. And yeah. the transformation is just absolutely incredible. I mean, what he's doing with his posture to, to actually show yeah. you that he is a different person. Mm. Now, we all know that Superman and Clark Kent wear their parting on the opposite side. Oh, yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean, Christopher Reeve in this just, mm. I mean, if, he is the gold standard. If we're just talking yeah. live action Clark Kent Superman representation, this is, like the gold standard, this is the perfect representation of that balance, that, yeah. that goofy awkwardness of Hey, and he does it well, you know. It it is like yeah, you said, it, farm is, boy it is a polar Clark shift, Kent. and it's an immediate. You can see it right there. So the audience gets to see really how versatile he is as an actor, um, and and you know delivering that character as well. But it's like it's, it's, it's the stupidest thing where it's like, and it's been a thing in the comics and cartoons and other movies and all that where it's like, how do they not know that Clark Kent is Superman? You know, like, just take his glass off. Like, you can tell that it's him. It's the same person. But this movie. It sells, it sells it to you, and I believe it 100%. But that's because... It's two different yeah, characters. Yeah. Because it is Chris Reeve playing two different characters. Now, when like behind the scenes, mm. like whether it's going to the craft table or whatever, Chris Reeve would stay in character. So when he was Superman, he would stay in character. Like, he's not, you know, out rescuing people, but he'd, <laughs> but he'd stay in that zone. And when yeah. he was Clark, he'd be Clark Lumbly because again, he was yeah. completely approaching it as two different Good. parts. But that must have been really interesting for you, Jason. If your first exposure really to Clark Kent was cool Dean Kane, like <laughs> yeah. 90s Superman based on the John I think I was, probably, I was probably different. too young to really even yeah, take note enough of it to really read between the lines. But over time, it's just something that I've accepted, I, I suppose, and yeah. can interpret now even, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. I've got a question for you guys on, on Superman. See, we've mentioned three names. Kal-El, Clark Kent, Superman. Right. To you, like, when nobody else is watching, who is he? Superman. See, so Superman. Hmm. Okay. Rob. Oh, no, he's, I think he's Clark. 
No. Well, I, I agree 100%. He is Clark. He is Clark. That, that's who he is. He's lived he, as okay. Clark forever. He grew up as being Clark Kent, and people do oh, okay, have no, that's opinions a good point, on yeah. this. Like, I've always believed that Clark Kent is who he is, mm. and Superman is what he can do. Yeah. Clark Kent is his, is his name, I suppose, but... The persona when he gets to Metropolis no, and the persona that, life being that his persona person. of Clark Kent and I'm doing things with my fingers, that's that's an act. But his name no, is of course okay, Clark now, Kent, you know. Like now, he, Christopher Reeve would talk about it being perfection, and he is. But he really plays up the nerdy side. I'd say mm. more than any other actor. Like nobody else has done it like Christopher Reeve has. Let's be fair though. This movie is very slapsticky and very. And he de- after this movie, the sequels very much goes in that territory. I think mm. it's not as slapstick Until in this like one. But he, he is Clark Kent. And he wants to be able to use his abilities to help people. But he doesn't want to put his you know his loved ones in harm's way. So he creates the the identity of Superman. Yeah. So he will put on the Superman costume. Yeah. And he'll go and be that character. Mm. But at his core, he is Clark Kent. Yeah. That's I think who he so. Is. I think so. I think so. And, you know, there's, it's reinforced when he has that, that Mufasa moment with Marlon Brando when he says, you know, you need to make sure that people, you live your two different lives kind of thing. I can't remember the exact dialogue, but it was very much a message of it's very important to everybody's safety that you don't, you know, you exist as Clark. Yeah, and, hide your identity. Yeah. But what I'll just say in closing on that, that's just what I think and what you guys think. Mm. There's no right or wrong answer here. Like, you know, yeah. people have different takes on it, but that that's what I've always, always yeah. believed. So I'm not too familiar with the character, obviously, but these powers that he exhibits in this movie, I think I was surprised by one of them, the X-rays. I didn't realise that Superman had that ability. Well, I wasn't familiar with it. Always. But, Always, yeah. But from, it looks like from the I start. Think, the modern versions, Henry Cavill version, he doesn't really utilise that. He, he doesn't. Does. He doesn't. But he has it. Yeah, all yeah. they all have it. It's not made a big deal. Oh, Whereas this it appears two or three in times. Ba- in, in Batman this. v Superman, he's kicking himself that he didn't use his X-ray vision to scan the courtroom. Right. Yeah, right, so right, it, right. It, it does have it. It's a power that he's always got. Yeah. Christopher Reeve as Superman has some powers that he doesn't have, like... Yeah. Changing into his clothes, like, instantaneously? Yeah, but that's just for, like, like visual effects. Like, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, like, do a big change. But in, I think it's Superman 2, where he rips the S-shield from his chest, it's like this plastic sheet, and it doesn't really do anything. Again, I told you Superman 2 was silly. <laughs> some silly things in it. I right. think it's Superman 2 as well, where he can teleport, and he's moving around the fortress. He does get silly. Like, they're just, like, creating <laughs> yeah. powers that aren't there. But all the all the the main powers that he's showing in this movie, yeah, the heat vision, he, he the X ray, the flight, super strength, speed, yeah, not so much about the time traveling thing. But he's, he's also yeah, got we'll the ability. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this later, but this is a criticism one. He's also got the ability to, to defy physics in regards to uh, flying with Lois. But that's fine. We can talk about that later. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, I mean that that is just once they're high enough. Fan- yeah. I mean, it's, no. it's fantastical. No. Yeah. they're sort of just like right. it's sort of like skydiving. Really. But even when I was younger, you know when he's flying with her and she's looking at him all lovingly, yeah. and then you know just, he just yeah. he just lets her go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of looks for a while, yeah. and then he goes down and save her. Yeah. Even when I was younger, I'm like, what a dick. Yeah, she pooed herself. <laughs> Big fan of John Williams. Let's talk score. By the way, score is what we're talking about. John Williams. Big fan of all his work, and this just—I I said to my wife as as the you know the opening credits, all five minutes and twenty-four <laughs> seconds of them. Did you fast forward or did you watch it? Now we watched the thing because the score the score was going, it's, and it's great. Not just that, but the like the actual the visuals, what the yeah. words swooping. Yeah, I read, and I'm not sure how true this is, mm. that the the opening credits, and you said how long it was, mm. was more expensive than a lot of movies made at that time. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Which which sounded. Wrong. Yeah. 
But you're agreeing. So well, it's like it's no, a, no, no. But it's, 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 it's a hundred percent special effects. Like the whole. thing. I mean, it yeah. is, but it's just. But there's practical incredible. effects. You know, like the, you, I mean, you can tell when you watch it. There's like sparklers and like little light yeah. things and stuff just on backdrops. Yeah, but and then it, the the mate, visuals of the so words, uh, obviously yeah. computer made. And when the S like just zooms out and it goes, you get that like, whooshing sound. Yeah, it looks yeah. so modern. Like it doesn't look like. Doesn't look like seventy eight. No, no, definitely not. But this score reeks of sev- like seventies Williams for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, oh, he was fresh but off in, Star Wars. In a brilliant like, way. It's, it's my favorite score of all time. I absolutely love it. Oh wow! For me, there's no okay. there's no competition. I've read that okay. John Williams yeah. has said that he knew the movie was gonna, you know, take be a little bit campy, be a, you know, not one hundred percent silly, but still theatrical. So he wanted to blend those elements of like theatrical, but still a lot of fun to it. Yeah. And it's just the sounds that John Williams puts into this score. Whenever I hear it, I can visualize Superman almost doing like a run-up, you know, as he's yeah. gaining speed, and then as it goes, dun, 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 he takes fanfare. flight. And yeah. I can see him flying. It's like the music sounds like him flying. Yeah. It it's really shows the influence of music in a movie, because yeah. if you watch Superman on mute... Mm. It's still impressive, yeah. But you have that John Williams thing, and yeah. it's just another level. But you know, he wasn't the first choice, and he got the job because the first choice was busy. Yeah, I it can't. Do you be, know who the first choice? I was. do. It was going to be Jerry Goldsmith. That's the all oh, right. Well, he's, 19, he's brilliant anyway. He's he is. But in 1984, he went on to score Supergirl. <laughs> yes, he did. He came back for the and that is a great score as well. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. Look, I'm not I'm not even familiar with it, but I, I really I like his work anyway. So it would have been good anyway. But I have to say, so being a person who's not familiar with the material that much, I know the score. I recognise the score, and I, I mean that is time. You know, multiple listening. You just hear the score over 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 the time, and it just seems to stick with you. But you have to admit, modern movies there are so many scores of amazing blockbusters that you just don't really pick up. You don't remember. But even even after only seeing this movie twice, I know that score, and I said that to my wife as well. I was like, I, I know it. Once yeah, we so you didn't it, like, need that repeated listen we, to it. We you talk just about it. that often, like yeah, modern cinema blockbusters, yeah. they, they don't have that, no. and it is really missing. maybe the Avengers, maybe that's always the one we go to, and it's I mean, like yeah, it's the closest Alan, yeah, one. Yeah, Alan Silvestri, yeah. he did put a good score together, but like for the longest time, it's like okay, hum hum Iron Man. Like, you know, Whistle the Thor. ACDC. ACDC. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, that was, and that was the sequel. That's like with the first movie. Like, yeah. so, Thor does have some good music, but it's not memorable. Later movies. Oh, I, really, I really do like Thor. Um, Thor, The Dark World, though. Brian Tyler's score in those. I think I'd say the movie. Holy shit. No, the movie's crap. <laughs> but it's a Brian really... Tyler is, is good. I think it was a big issue for a long time with the, with the Marvel Studios movies, but they seem yeah. to, of course... Corrected it now. Oh, well, Sylvester will do what they'll do that. All right, let's move into some characters. I mean, we already spoke about the big guy. Let's go into a few others. Characters on Krypton. Gentlemen, talk me through them. Marlon Brando. <laughs> Jor-El. Gotta say, how did he get top billing for this? Bloody hell. Because he demanded because he lots of money. he was a huge actor at he the was time. Who? Marlon Brando? I didn't know who he was. You know, who was then, he? The Godfather. The you know, he refused to learn his lines yeah. until he was shooting the scene. And the reason why is because he didn't want his performance to seem rehearsed, you know, huh. like an actor. Yeah, I heard yeah. his lines were written on the diaper of yep. um, of, of baby oh. Kal-El. Which oh, is oh, no. <laughs> this is Australia. Look, I did, um, I did acknowledge to Jace before we recorded, uh, before we, uh, we, we got into the studio, that I really really think he phoned it in to be honest but, oh, yeah, uh, he like, no but he phoned it in but he can do that yeah 
and good on him. <laughs> good yeah, on him. This, this is my thing with Marlon Brando as Joe Elba. I mean, yeah. visually, he's got the curl and he's looking great. Yeah. The S shield on on Joe L's chest, yeah. that was Marlon Brando's idea. Right? All right. Since this movie, that's canon. Because yeah, okay. it used to be that like, the S shield, that's what Superman wore. But right. then, you know, from this movie, the adapted case of like it became a Kryptonian yeah, symbol. Yeah. So in Man of yeah. Steel, you got Russell Crowe, he's got the S shield as well. Yeah. But with Brando, he just. He made no effort yeah. to say the words correctly. Like, for example... Like he was probably saying Krypton. He is the only person in the history of Superman cinema, TV, to say Krypton <laughs> instead of Krypton. Yeah. And even his wife, Lara, yeah. he goes, Mmm, Lara. It's not Lara, it's Lara. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? He, he got the big money. Yeah, he got top billing. But I'm glad that he's in it, though. Hey, they're aliens. It's fine. Well, they can do whatever they want. They've got interesting Yeah, but they're aliens... Stuff. Who called the planet Krypton? And he's <laughs> Krypton. And you know when he's got the line when he's like saying that you can't interfere with Earth's history? And that never really made sense to me. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. But then, of course, Superman does interfere with the Earth's history when he goes back in time to save Lois. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I never That's knew the... what he meant by that line until this viewing. <laughs> you know that he doesn't just save, save Lois, though. He saves a lot of people. Oh, I'm doing it. Um, he, he saves a fair few. Well, he, he went to save Miss Tessmacher's mother first, didn't he? Because he made that promise, and yeah. Superman never lies. Right. And Jimmy would have gone, Lois would have gone, and then a handful of people in that town. But not as... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he does obviously save Lois. It's enough to have him, yeah. him. I mean, we could talk butterfly effects stuff, but him existing and him doing things as Superman, he is interfering with human life. Every time he saves someone... He's I mean, that's true. Him. That's true. So, but he's not, he's not changing history, though, until that moment. That's end. true, yeah. I wanted to point out the, the council members just because I just love the delivery of their lines. Um, Can I tell you my favourite one? The one, which one? Joel, Be reasonable. <laughs> he's reasonable. <laughs> he's, honestly, he's always been my favourite. I love it. Be, Be reasonable. reasonable. <laughs> and he holds it a little bit. And oh, Harry, Harry's frowning at us because we just blew everybody's ears off. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> guys. We've got, oh, we've got oh, Trevor Howard and Harry Andrews. I don't know which one's which. One of them's like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, They're both great. One of them's like, this is treason or whatever which one's the woman that like smiles through all of her lines <laughs> like, yeah do you does, know her? does she say anything? she oh she says something like i'm a scientist too but you're wrong <laughs> that's essentially what she says well yeah, they're basically uses. saying you might i think i got you might be right but you're going about it all wrong like yeah, the way like, that you're telling us is too scaremonger yeah so we're not going to do anything about it because uh, yeah there's but no there's no but proof doesn't he, he clearly says about 30 days Krypton <laughs> will be destroyed. Yeah. You all will die. And then, next scene, whoop, there goes Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> so his calculations were slightly off, I think. Sli- slightly I, know, off. I think a bit of time passed in there. Yeah, 30 days, I'm on. Um, the other three characters we have on Krypton. Um, I, no, nobody's for this movie, but they appear in the second It's round, weird, so. yeah. Zod, Ursa, and Nod. Um, so, Terence Stamp as General Zod, Sarah Douglas as Ursa, and Jacko Halloran as Nod, who has no lines. So they get banished first thing, but it's, look, I had to admit, as soon as I saw that, without, I haven't seen Superman 2, so I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but I knew immediately... We'll talk about it next year. I knew immediately <laughs> that... Yeah, right. Um, that they... That's setting up a plot point. It was weird, yeah. Immediately that was something that's if this If this movie was made today... This would have been like a post-credit scene, yeah, or something. It would have been like I, I love this setup. You many years ago, back on Krypton. villains, and you yeah. got the whole council there. And how you cool got... were the um their cell, by the way? 
Oh, oh speeding room. The planar glass. Oh, the hula hoops. Always... Oh, I like oh, the, the hula hoops. Yeah, right. yeah, but then you get the planar glass. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Listerine yeah. strip. Oh, but then <laughs> I found, like, with this viewing, that, again, 10 years since I'd last watched it, yeah. that I didn't like Ursa's reaction when she's like, I'm sorry. That's oh, not Ursa. She wouldn't apologise. No, you know, she'd be like... Or she's like, oh, I'm sorry, or forgive me, or something like that. I didn't even know. But before so. she gets taken away, yeah. and you've got the line with Nan, who has no lines, and yeah. the only other time I've seen this actor was the Flintstones, the one with John oh, Goodman. He was in that. He was the one that asked for the snow cone. Yeah, that's him. Holy crap, my mind is blown. But in, in this movie, <laughs> Nan, you are without mind as you are without voice. Love it. <laughs> There's so many sound bites that I love from this movie. All right, oh, cool, but I think cool, cool. Terrence Stamp as General Zod is the reason to watch Superman 2. So if you get around well, to Terrence it. Terrence Stamp's great. He really so, is great, and he is brilliant. And I recognised him in this. It's, and it's, I, know, I don't know, look, if you're talking modern, you know, contemporary contemporary uh, Superman movies, you know, talking Man of Steel, as soon as they said Zod, I knew exactly who that character in this world was. Knowing full well that he plays an important role in a different Eventually, movie, yeah. in a different thing. This is my Zod wearing the black <laughs> beanbag outfits. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of outfits, how are the bright white, like you know, bioluminescent? Where's that fluorescent? I, yeah. I can't remember how they, they used did that, them. They... they used them in their flight tests and stuff. They they noticed that the the materials like lit up or something reflecting off the light so they were like so let's use it in as their but outfits. they couldn't touch it so if they ever so slightly like put the hand on the on the material yeah. it would leave the hand shape mark interesting oh cool. terrible cool. whilst we're on Krypton yeah let's talk some like set design standout scenes our favourite part loved of it. it loved it loved miniatures I loved it, it was the, it was the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the time, yeah, the time I, of miniatures I, as well. I mean um, Krypton according to this movie is extremely small you don't really see a lot of it and that's what I loved about Man of Steel when yeah. they explore Krypton. Where you can be on the horizon and you see the, you know, what that... The dragons and so all you, that shit. But with this movie, you get it, like, with the budget and... And again, like, the year that it was made, but it's very impressive. Yeah. Look, I've got a lot of respect to, for people who get, do... And how it looks, it. you know, with, like, the ice and the sculpture and when yeah. you, and the way that you see the, the Fortress of Solitude come together. Mm. That is how it has always been in the comics right. since this movie. Okay. It was designed for this... And he mm. just works. I think it's great. And with the dome that opens and closes. like So there's actually the continuity. I love it when they just the little details. So the dome on Krypton opens and then they get beamed out onto a little piece of plastic or whatever it is. <laughs> but, it's glass. But glass. Okay, apologies. <laughs> and you, see, and then you see that and that comes into focus and there's a huge long shot. And you can the size of the dome is tiny. But, it's still but you see it closing. You see it closing. Oh, and I'm like, cool, yes! Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what you should oh, be Only doing. on Blu-ray. And you, can, <laughs> and you can do that with miniatures. Yeah, yeah. you can. You can. Oh, I love miniatures. And there's miniatures all over this place. So it was fantastic when they blew it all up, right? <laughs> no, it was pretty, pretty shit. But I mean, yeah, like when you've got like columns crashing through platforms, yeah. it, it looks like mm-hmm. you're watching a stage play. Yeah. But appreciating how they've done it, that they've built those sets. There's yeah. a lot of effort to it. Yeah, man. like I, I wouldn't change it. Like, it I works. Love, yeah. I, lo- I love it. But you can, mm. as you're watching it, you can see, you can see all the flaws. Yeah. Now what? What actually, <laughs> ha- what actually happened to? <laughs> yeah. What actually happened to the the planet? The sun. The got, core was unstable. I thought the sun got too hot. I thought the sun blew up first. And and maybe it, it was it reacting out. with the core. But I thought that was the whole thing. Like oh, the, 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 the sun was heating up the core, so the yeah. core got too hot. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't pick that up from the viewing, but I just knew uh, they'd figured it out through science, and it was like, it's going to happen, but then someone disagreed. Anyway. So the other standout scene, I guess, on Krypton is 
uh, Jor-El talking to Kal-El before yeah. they, they send him off. Like, this is the survivor of, of their race, of this planet. Well, hopefully, until Supergirl. But, you know, he's, <laughs> his speech that he delivers, I, I think, and they, you know, they revisit that speech in the in Superman Returns, you know? It's it's such a... I mean, it's probably yeah. appeared elsewhere. Yeah. You know. um, I don't think it's appeared in the, in the TV series. But the, I think the line you're talking about is that the son... Or the father becomes the son, and the, the son, son becomes the father. So yeah. the, it's in this movie, and then they use it again. Like you mentioned, the unused footage from Superman 2, they use that yeah. in Superman Returns. Mm. So you've got that continuity there. I just love like, this I, need is... to, I need to see Superman Returns now. Superman 2, don't expect to see Marlon Brando. They couldn't afford him. But expect to see more of his mother, Lara. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she yeah. comes back. For right, some right. reason. Uh, Susanna York. Yeah, she comes yeah. back. Excellent. Kal-El's put in the ship and then when he rises up and he crashes through the ceiling and you yep. get a little riff the John Williams theme mm, yeah. which is nice and then he flies off Yeah, I really liked um, just the exposition as he's travelling to Earth as he's getting older he's listening to all of that information yeah, that his it, dad's passing on. I never he, understood like Jorrell's... It's like he's getting homeschooled, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but in, in his craft, so he's giving yeah. all the information. Yeah. But then it's like, does that kid that lands in Smallville, like, does he remember anything that he just no, no, heard? I took, he it back, I took it back to the moment when he when he uh, creates the fortress in the, in the North Pole or whatever. Then it's... He gets re-educated, so all everything he's learned yeah. gets re- refreshed into his so mind. It's kind of like and always twelve years later, and it's probably company as well. Like instead of just being alone, like he's, he's oh, hearing, so he's a voice. hearing his, his dad's voice. <laughs> he just wanted to, yeah. Jorah just wanted to, but he is in like because yeah. we've got Jeff East as young Clark Kent, yeah, in Smallville, and then you know he he makes his way to the fortress. Mm. And he's there for how many years before he becomes twelve? Isn't it? Twelve, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I, I, is, it, is that how long it is? He's in the fortress for a long time. Yeah. That's like well, he's huge. like apparently he's like eighteen years old when he leaves, and then he's you know like a, I'd say he's, he's an adult, probably twenty eight, so maybe ten years, yeah, or, yeah, or maybe twenty six. So, uh, yeah, twelve years. Interesting. So, so yeah. that's like that's twelve years of his life down the toilet, wasted. Ah, oh, but no, but he's. I mean, he's getting he, he's getting educated. He's getting educated. He's, he's, he's training. In the fortress. Yeah. He's becoming he's suit. He's, yeah, he's becoming suit. So he's guess, making his suit from something. What they've done there, <laughs> they, they've tried to show something, or by not showing it, I guess there's that time lapse. Mm. But they show something that's never really been there before. Like mm. we know that he leaves Smallville, the fortress. He goes to Metropolis. Mm. But you never really know what happened during that time. I suppose so this, they're showing this it. Might this might be one of the many like, uh, you know, like. Biblical analogy things that you know, like Jesus went yeah. for forty days and forty nights and then came back. We don't yeah. know what he did in that time, or do we? I don't know. Well, but so he came all, back he and was in his fortress, clearly. Yeah, he was learning, building a fortress of solitude, learning learn. about all. Th- well, he says, it's, you know, I've got twelve galaxies worth of information that I need to pass on to you." So he's just learning. And that's the thing about Superman. Like, you know, he's got all his powers, but he's yeah. really smart. And I guess <laughs> yeah. they're showing you that with the time that he yeah. spent learning. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's move into the second phase. Of our character introduction. So it's Jonathan Doyle. Kent. Yep. Martha Kent. Great. We've got I was so close to singing Remy Zero Save Me. <laughs> <laughs> every time that every time that media lands. I won't do that to you guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. So we've got Glenn Ford as Jonathan Kent and Phyllis Thaxter as Martha Kent, who I believe is the mother in law of Ilya Sirkind. Oh really? Yeah, I, I think so. That's interesting. Could be could be false. Um, so they're, 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 they're great as his parents. I, yeah, I really like them. I really like them. I really liked his dad. I and thought Jonathan was awesome. You mentioned um, Young Clark as well, who of course is played by Jeff East, who is actually voiced, or the, the dubbing is Christopher Reeve, which I found out going into this viewing. I didn't know until you told me. And then you, you watch it and you and can I've hear since him. 
looked into it, and Jeff East didn't know that was going to be the case. That's very rude. He did all his lines. Yeah. And it wasn't until he watched the movie. Yeah. That doesn't sound like me. And the reason behind it, it was all for the continuity. Yeah. yeah to right. make him. Do you also know he had a prosthetic nose? Yeah. That was like to like make him look like Christopher Reeve. Unnecessary. Or Unless like... his nose was really, really different. Oh, well. Whatever. Do you um, know how we kick the football? Air uh, cannon in, yeah, the ground. in the ground. That's how they fired the ball in the air. You know when he kicked it in yeah, the right. atmosphere. That's brilliant. That's a nice. That's a nice little moment too, because that's when he's doing that. He's showing um a little bit of just that that frustration and losing his self control. So you can tell that he yeah he's still an adolescent and but he, he's a, he's a human 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 kid with human emotions, but he just doesn't quite fit. And I thought that was this nice little nice little just a nice little nod to really how much he doesn't fit. I guess you know, this whole the whole Smallville part of this movie is about you know showing how Clark Kent or Superman whoever, whatever you want to call him was yeah. raised you know he's raised by good ideally idealistic people you know like yeah. with good values all that kind of stuff and that's why you you get Superman how he is later on you have this young Clark Kent sort of teasing with the idea of you know I can I can show off. I can impress girls and stuff. Yeah. I can impress Lana. And his dad says to him that I don't know why he was sent here, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't to score touchdowns. Pretty yeah. much, it's a really good exchange. Yeah. I mean, he, I really they, like he, he Glenn Ford delivers the lines better than that, but um, yeah, yeah it's something. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm a, a guest. It's something along. <laughs> I don't need to take this abuse. It's something along those lines. Um, the Jonathan Kent death is um, obviously the big. Very it's, powerful. It's Superman's Uncle Ben. Yeah. I'm going to do it. With all his powers and abilities, he couldn't save his dad. Now, this yeah. is this is one reason why, as much as I do like Man of Steel, the way Jonathan Kent died in Man of Steel, you know... Clark could have saved him. Saving... saving <laughs> Clark, um, and the dog survived anyway. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Kent was like protecting this dog with a broken leg, and then a tornado came and ate him. In this movie, Jonathan Kent dies of a heart attack. It happens, nothing you know, you like about it. It, yeah, they're legit. It's is a very nothing. Powerful it, scene. It, honestly, it's it is. different. It's and more I, subtle. I mentioned it before it we, we were recording, but um, it is. It's probably one of my favorites in the movie, to be honest. And it's it's a sheer like the the look on Jonathan's face as it's as it's happening. It's like he just has that moment. He looks and he he looks towards his family and and he has the realization as he's clutching his arm. He's like. No, like, like you know, no, don't let it happen, and it's just too late, kind of thing. And there's nothing anybody can do, and it's just a sad moment. Um, and what was even sadder, there was only four people at his bloody funeral. Small town, <laughs> small town, small ville. It was, it but was it's Jonathan. Jonathan. We know Jonathan is, but outside of Smallville, people don't know him. Yeah, and they're also like, I was disappointed. They're just like these two old people, I suppose. Mind you, that that cemetery is pretty damn tiny. I think it's like only twenty headstones or something. Just hearing you talk about that scene, Rob, like it really is that powerful. I'm I'm sat here feeling it. Like it is such a, it's fantastic. It's so well done. And as I mean, Jonathan makes a speech. Like essentially, not a speech, but he tells like you said, like. You're here for a reason. It's basically it's kind of the same yet the opposite to what um, Jorel said. You know, like yeah. don't interfere with the world. But Jonathan is telling him, you're here for a reason. Do yeah. something. I don't know what it is yet, but maybe there is something you need to do. And that comes back later on mm. where Clark or Superman is deciding between you know like do I interfere? Do I take Jorel's advice or Jonathan's yeah. advice? Am I more Kryptonian? Am I more human? And it's very nice. Super. Interesting. <laughs> Tell you what, can I just point out in this part of the, the film? So when Clark arrives and Martha and Jonathan find him, Martha's a creep. 
Like she, she, she's not relenting. She's taking that kid home. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that, I, mean, I had a giggle. Like, what's it with the wife? What, they can't have kids. They, they can't have kids themselves, and she recognises that. But Jonathan's like, well, we, we should put up posters. Yeah. You know, we she, she's like, right no, 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 he's he's mine. I mean, she can clearly see he came from a spaceship. Exactly. Though, yeah, so she's so. looking like I don't think he's from around here. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and he needs us, and he yeah. did. And I, I think also after he lives there, I thought you were going to make a reference to the naked baby. After oh well, yeah, oh, boy, at that point, boy, that, 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 that is a child. Yeah. Flaccid child nudity is yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, we, cool. like in movie, there's nothing weird about it. It's not sexual. Don't make it weird. When he lifts that car, I, I think that's the moment where they're like, we definitely can't tell anyone where this kid yeah, came from. It's like this is that's it. well, like that they car. say, like they were afraid that, that he would have been taken away from them. If, that's right. So there's a reason to keep lifting him. the car is a nice homage to Action Comics issue one, where Superman is lifting the cars. I really liked that. That's it. Copy that. And he saved Jonathan. Like, he was about to fall. Yeah, and that's true. when they have that nice where they look back yeah. at the at the car again, or yeah. look, look at the ship. That's brilliant. Yeah. Interesting. Clark finds a fortress by throwing the, the crystal in the water. Yeah, when the well, fortress is all out there, so he, he, he races the train. He we've does. Got, we've oh, got he that, that whole thing. Yeah, yep, yep, And yep, if you yep. watch the, and the extended version, Lois Lane's on that train. She is. Yeah. But that in wasn't the, in the theatrical. In the theatrical version, Lois Lane is on that train. Yeah. You do see her parents, but there's no dialogue. Right. And he looks and he smiles and nods. There's at like a little girl, and she just like looks at him and goes, <gasps> "Just a little girl." But gasps. in the extended version, she's referred to as being Lois. Yeah, right. mother's like, and that is original Superman Lois Lane from the TV serials playing her parents. You've okay. got. Noel Neal as Mrs. Lane and Kirk Allen as Mr. Lane. I knew I didn't need to write that down because I knew Luke would say yeah, that. Yeah, you've got it. Why do we have anything written down? Luke's just the encyclopedia. He's got it. Superman, I think. All right, well, that, that's that's fantastic. Um, I think uh, we've got a, few, a fair chunk of this. What do you yep. reckon? Have a bit of a break? Okay. Cool. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from That Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? then That Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. That Film Stew Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. Jason, go. Okay, so we're talking pretty much Metropolis now. Yeah. Now this is... Am I right in saying this is pretty much where the movie kind of just restarts you know like we essentially had two mini movies yeah in essence and then, like it's all yeah, it's all palm pass so i'm not knocking i'm not removing yeah. them in any well, way this but... feels like movie proper i mean i said like as a kid like christopher Reeve leaving the fortress that's literally the scene before metropolis yeah so when i was younger this was the more exciting part of the movie like yeah. this felt like you're watching superman the movie everything resets here we get we reintroduce her older Clark. We get to meet the characters yeah. at uh, at the Daily Planet. Um, I guess Lois Lane is introduced here as well. Margot Kidder, correct. Um, now she wasn't the first option to be cast, but they they went with it. And I love the chemistry that the the two actors have, Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. I don't think she's the most attractive Lois Lane on put on screen. She is a great Lois Lane, and I like the fact that you're <laughs> she saying, is a good Lois Lane. You're saying she's a great Lois Lane. You're talking. Well, you your first exposure was Terry Hatcher. That's true. It's very different. So for me, growing up, this was always much. Lois Lane. And what I will say, you're talking about her looks. Yeah. I will say, the first thing I will say about her, she is a fantastic actress. Well, it's just fine. And yeah. she no, what I'm saying is that they didn't go for her because of her looks. They didn't just pick some supermodel actress. But she's one. still attractive 
in her own right. And I'm glad oh, yeah, I'm not. that they've gone for a Lois like this. We should talk about the chemistry between Chris Reeve and Margot Kidder. Like, it, it just works. It they do does. Have, they do have the chemistry. I mean, though. Kate Bosworth in Superman Returns. Are you kidding me? Like, do you know mm. what I mean? And that's basically. You see, like, that's the difference there. Like, she is gorgeous with her two freaky coloured eyes, but there's nothing there. It's between... all about the looks with this guy. There, no, know, but, but there's nothing. Rob, let me and you have a conversation. There is <laughs> nothing between those two actors, um, Brandon Routh and. I, I already I forgot a name, Kate Bosworth. I mentioned, but... right, that, you know, I oh, grew no. up watching the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. But in 93, when Lois and Clark started, mm. like, I absolutely loved that show and I still do to this day. Yeah. So my memory of, you know, so I was like seven, eight years old when that started. And I remember, no, I was, I was older, 10, I don't know, <laughs> math. <laughs> but I, I remember like Lois Lane as Terry Hatcher. Yeah. But Margot Kidder, I think she's absolutely brilliant. Was this movie the start of the Lois Lane, I can't spell thing? It could happen, yeah, which yeah. is still a thing today. They, all, like, I mean, they always... They really, that continues through the comics. Yeah, Kate yeah, Bosworth. Like, oh, not, um, I think not yeah, so much they, they in did it in the Lawson. comics. Like, yeah, no, in, on TV in and TV in movies. And, and stuff. the adaptions, it is like a, a character quirk. It's sort of like, you know, she's like this great writer, but she can't spell it. It's, like, it's giving yeah. her like a, an Achilles heel. It's probably yeah. like the Amy Adams version is the only one that doesn't. Like on screen live action. <laughs> she's brilliant, though. She's brilliant. I really oh, like Amy Adams. Anyway. Oh, she's my least favourite. Ah, oh, get out. Why oh, are you honestly, even in the studio? Get out. Honestly. Okay. No, she. I, hashtag not my lowest line. <laughs> but she a cutie. <laughs> Again, with so this guy. Um, we get Perry right. White and Jimmy Olsen. Um, Jimmy's great. Perry, meh. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he is a great Perry White. He's so good. I I just don't have an opinion. Um, I thought I've seen other Perry Whites that we are, were more developed. We are obviously talking about Jerry uh, Jackie Cooper as, Indeed we are. as Perry White. Yeah. wasn't the first choice. A couple of actors were either too old or too sick to do it. And then eventually he got the part on Last Notice. Wow. And J.K. And, uh, Simmons would have blown this. Uh... Yeah, J- <laughs> no, J.K. No, no, no. I know you've not seen it, but there's a bit with him and Clark in the opening of Superman 2 and there's terrorists in Paris. And, uh, mm. and you know, Clark's been given the news and he's like, Oh, that's that's terrible! And then Perry just looks at him and goes, "The terrorist can." <laughs> that's, okay. that's why they call right. terrorists. I am gonna have to I, watch I really, it. I really like it in this. He's like he's chomping the cigar. He's like barking orders. Yeah, no, no, which is classic of the character, right? So that's it's very well I mean, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then of course you have. Um, you just want to stick with Jimmy, though. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's great. Oh, he's a good Jimmy. Yeah, he's a good Jimmy. Mark McClure. Yeah, and we see him again in Supergirl. There's your connective tissue between the people films. are always in the appearing same, on TV. Same, in the same actors. I'm talking about the Helen Slater Supergirl movie. Oh, in, sorry. Oh, I think the TV show. No, no, no. He's in that as Jimmy Olsen. Because oh, originally Superman good. was set to appear. Superman three didn't quite go the way that everybody wanted. Right. And Christopher Reeve didn't appear in Supergirl. But instead, they, but they got Jimmy Olsen. Instead, you and you got Lois's sister Lucy, which is a nice bit of connective tissue. Oh, okay. But there's a scene again. I mentioned earlier that Jerry Smith, uh, Jerry Goldsmith composes the score for Supergirl. Yeah. But there's a scene where you see like a classic shot of Christopher Reeve as Superman, and yeah. they draw a little riff on the John Williams theme. Okay. But originally, Reeve was going to be in that movie. Yeah, right. What well, you get, Jimmy? How do you say? Jimmy's great. Okay, so it's probably right. about time we talk about the second top build uh, actor in this film. Um, of course, talking about Gene Hackman uh, playing Lex Luthor. He's our villain of the, of the piece. I've written down essentially his, his plot, his motivation, what he's set out to do. And I did mention that it was real estate related. Yeah, so, just like Superman Returns. 
<laughs> this is he will never learn. This yeah. is pretty much what's written down for him. Criminal genius Lex Luthor learns of a joint U.S. Army and U.S. Navy nuclear missile test. He buys hundreds of acres of worthless desert land out west and reprograms the two tests, 500 megaton missiles, one of which will detonate inside of California's largest fault line, the San Andreas Fault, which will cause everything west of the fault to sink into the Pacific Ocean and leave Luthor's desert as the new west coast. Knowing Superman has the capability to stop his plan, Luther deduces that a meteorite found in Addis Ababa is actually part of Krypton and is radioactive to Superman. I've got one word for you. How did you Otisburg! Freaking hate We're talking Luther. Mr. Luthor! Let's talk Luther. Look, I thought that Gene Hackman was awesome. He's great. He's great. I thought he's utter frustration with the people around him it was I felt his performance he's actually he's a, his performance is actually my favourite so he is controversial really maybe no, no, I mean he, I like Reed he is really and good like, Gene and, and, Hackman can say with his eyes he can say I'm surrounded by freaking idiots absolutely like just by, and I love that I'm, well you're getting a, a phenomenal performance from Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor hmm. and what I'll say about Reeve who had not made a lot of big yeah. movies TV or whatever until that point yeah. but when they're squaring off Reeve is holding his own. But you are getting a great Lex Luthor. Yeah. However, I do think just the character's motivations himself, that great plan, yeah. I mean it's it's, it's crazy grand and it's, it's crazy. crazy and it's like but it's I'm like comic what? book logic is over elaborate. Yeah. Over elaborate, over the top. But it's a real estate scheme. Like it's to make money of But this is a movie land. where if you spin the world around backwards you get to turn that time. So it's but like, until that happens though, you've got Lex Luthor, like he's that evil, that he knows that Superman can stop a missile. Hmm. He intentionally sets off too. Yeah. And he captures Superman. He's got the kryptonite yeah. around the neck. No, he's, the net. A, he's a genius. Like he covers his bases. Like he's really evil. I understand. He is evil and he's a genius. And he says that he's got an IQ of 200. I don't understand. And this is a this is a thing I'm struggling to get over. Why the F does he surround himself with freaking idiots? I think he enjoys Why? it. I think he, he wants to be the smartest he, man in the room. But he I doesn't. Say, he's the smartest man in the room with anybody in the room. That, Miss well, yeah. Tessmacher is not an idiot. I don't take it. Like Otis, of course. I think I, I don't Marker think she knows how she doesn't know how smart she is. Honestly, it wasn't until this rewatch that there's an interesting exchange between Luther and Tessmacher where he's up on the ladder and he's looking at a book and he says something. He goes on off on a bit of a tangent. And he's talking about the information written on the back of a chewing gum wrapper. Yeah. And then she's like, what's that, got to do, really? what's that got to do with anything? Yeah. And what Hackman does next is really interesting because he pauses yeah. and it's like he's doubting himself. And yeah. it's the only time that it happens in the whole movie. Yeah. But it shows a little chink in his armour. Like yeah. maybe, you know, he does need that reassurance from like, you know, people that aren't as intelligent around him. Or maybe his intellect isn't quite what he's saying. Is all is. That he's, he's slipping slightly, but I never noticed it yeah. until this viewing. Well, well, okay, fair I never, enough. I never noticed until the recent viewing, like how, if we're talking Miss Tessmarker, how sexualized they make her. Yeah. Like, like she's got her, her bosoms a, out like on show. And that it's like, is I don't definitely it. a reflection of the time. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, there's, like, there's that, a scene where like she gets sexually assaulted and it's like, it's a gag. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she is very attractive in this. And it, and she wasn't in on the show at the time or on, on screen. There's a bit with Luther when Superman comes to confront him. It's before the kryptonite around the neck. And Luther has got that thing where he will shout, Miss Tessmaka, like really yeah. loud. Yeah. And if you go back and watch it, because I, I, I went back and replayed it a couple of times. Yeah. When he shouts her name, Superman jumps. 
<laughs> it's really weird to watch. I'd never noticed it before. Do you reckon that was an actor that slip? Is, like, or right, is for that me, that actually. is Christopher Reeve jumping, yeah. not Superman. Right. But it's in the shot, but it's really interesting. But if you put it in the context of the movie and say it is Superman, it's yeah. showing that even though he's got all his powers and abilities, he's still shocked by, yeah. what's happening. by Luther. Yeah. But, a, he, but he jumps like he's scared. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind Miss um, Tessmarker. I thought she was a great character. I don't know why she had to be dressed in a white dress to jump into the water. I thought that was a little bit... Because this made her a little bit sexier. Yeah, that, well, that's that, yeah. A, I mean, and you look, at, you look, you look, you look at it now through a 2018 lens and you're like... Yeah, but, but in that scene, it's like she's not actually as sexualized there. You don't... You, don't, you she's get not, the vulnerable yeah, side she, of her then. She's, she's not, but it's just... But anyway, Otis, I just have to throw out that I absolutely hate him. <laughs> Poor Ned Beatty. <laughs> I, I don't know why he wasn't the one being lowered into... The feeding pen with the jaguars or whatever the heck, just because of how dumb he is. Because you know, in, there's so many times that he should have died. Yeah, I mean, he, he is really silly, and he's he it's slapstick. The it actually brings slapstick the, comic yeah. relief. Yeah, but it, but it did it it took it took the threat away from Lex. How stupid that guy was! It took for me. Oh, as I a don't viewer. know. I it think it, the, I, I think it elevated. It took the whole threat away from that. Oh, no, no, I I think that he's extremely loyal, hmm. and that's why Lex keeps him around. And there's other things going on in Lex's head, like he wants to be surrounded by someone like that. Either of it, it's got to do with loyalty, they, he's hey, dumb. When, when do we first see Otis? What's he doing? He's walking through the streets. He's walking through the streets. Yeah. What can't Lex do? Walk through, the, walk through the streets. Yeah. So it, Otis, as a purpose, is a bumbling idiot. Yeah. But well, he'll he's do it. Purpose. And I guess he's not going to challenge Lex because he's a bumbling exactly. idiot. Exactly. He's not going to. However, Lex does give him the. the uh, the responsibility of reprogramming the freaking missile, and I just and he's got it. Yeah, that was a that was a it, silly. Which that's is a, a funny gag, and it's <laughs> yeah, a giggle. But, but I'm also it. like that that takes the threat away from Lex because I'm like you're meant to be a genius, but you're going to risk everything. I think this yeah. was we have to remember this is um, the Lex that we see on screen here is before the comics really developed that sort of super villain genius trillionaire sort of well he started right. as a as a mad scientist it wasn't until like the 80s that he, he became the successful businessman yeah. where right. he'd do everything behind closed doors yeah. so we're talking about 1978 so yeah. a lot of what you'd know about the characters happened after this movie right but right. otis is pure comic relief that, yeah. that's why he's in here I, and i, I answered as well and it doesn't take away from the performance that hackman has i'm just talking about more from a viewing perspective and how much threat luther really is if he's putting so much trust what into did it you, as a bumble. What did you think of uh, Luther's like underground hideout? Oh, that was cool. Layer. <laughs> One of Dr. Cool. Evil this. Oh, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, with Otis, next time, pass me the dressing gown when I'm outside. Right the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, like moving the ladder around and just like little gags like So that. was it like, did he build it or was it like, a, is it like a repolished, abandoned, you know, like, it's an underground tunnel, isn't it? That, yeah. yeah. That he has repurposed. Maybe like an old yeah. train station or something that is... Something like that. But no, cool little designs and stuff. I, I, I like, like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Let's, whilst we're in Metropolis and before we move on to, you know, the, the last third of the film, I suppose, yeah. let's talk standout scenes sort of in this area, this part of the movie, this quadrant. My favourite scene of all time from any movie is the helicopter scene. When I said before that, you know, I've probably seen it, you know, maybe 30 times start yeah. to finish. And I said, but if we're talking favourite scenes, we're in the hundreds. Right. It's the helicopter scene. Okay. That was originally going to be Lois falling. Yeah, just falling. And then they started referring to it as the double jeopardy scene. And it went from him saving Lois, but then also capturing, capturing the helicopter. Yeah, okay. I just absolutely love 
that whole thing. We've yeah. got Clark first revealing himself in Metropolis to be Superman. He comes out. He notices Lois's hats fell to the ground. Yeah. He looks the open phone booth up and down. <laughs> the the phone booth gag. Yeah. And then that's you know, just such a great gag that because I told Laura a little bit of history about kind of that's kind of the cliche element is going. Surely in. she would know that. Right? Yeah, like the phone booth. And then in case, instead he goes in like the turnstile, the entrance yeah. to the building. Spins around, comes yeah, out. And yeah, and then it flies up, and that guy's like, you know, he's like, hey, that's a, you know, that is a bad outfit. Like, and then he <laughs> gives the woo. Yeah. And wow, well, oh I love everything about Christopher Reeve as both Clark Kent and Superman. And it's just little things. Yeah. Like before, like you know, so the guy he says that's a bad outfit. Woo. Yeah. And then Superman says to him. Excuse me, and then he flies off. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know he's overly polite. He, he takes yeah. a moment, yeah, to... and he flies up, and then yeah. Lois falls down, and it's like, oh no, and everyone's panicking down yeah. below, and then with one arm he's got Lois. Yeah, I've got you, you've got me. Who's got you? And he smiles, yeah. helicopter with the other arm, and the John Williams theme, and then yeah. he lifts up, and it's followed by you get all the super rescues. I just love the helicopter. It is there. the first moment you get that theme with Superman. Oh, it's great. Taking flight. Definitely have no criticism. No, of that no movie, no superhero movie, no any movie has come close to that scene for me. It's like I feel the magic and the emotion. I might feel differently, time. but I won't go into it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, go into it. Like, tell, what? tell you what, though. Oh, I'm, no, like, I've, no. I've, I've I love so that scene. Pro. Right. But I'm like, I think there, there are more to me. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, watching that scene, though, I had an expectation, you know, as, a, as a, almost a Superman virgin, really. I thought there was going to be the. Is that a bird? Is that a plane? You know, that oh my god, that is that was, in this movie? Yeah. No, it's I mean, not. It's not. No, it's so, not. I mean, I mean, that came from. The, I was expecting that moment. The Superman the reveal TV be. serial. That's where that line came right. from. It was the opening sequence yeah. of, of that show. Yeah. They used that in the pilot for Lois and Clark, the New Avengers Superman. Like, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Right. No, it's just a guy in a pair of tights and a cape. Right. So you get it there in 93, <laughs> but in 78, they don't use it. I don't think they need to. Like, you've got the music and. No, no, I'm just saying, just from. Because I haven't experienced this. You just figured it would be. I figured that's the moment, and I was like. Oh, it wasn't there. Is that, is that not where it's meant to fit in? But yeah, anyway, that's just my... I'd, I'd take John Williams over. <laughs> Bloody hell. You know, statistically speaking, it's still one of the safest ways to travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to I point out the mugging scene where it's just Clark and Lois and they're walking down the street and then blah, blah, blah. And then this guy's just like points his gun out. Oh, he can come in here. And he catches the bullet. You and see the, it again in Wonder Woman, but... They intentionally homage This, the this scene, was yeah. the scene. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I and in the Clark pretends to faint. Yeah, but the whole thing, yeah. like, she's all panicked. She thinks he's being shot, but we know he's caught the bullet. Yeah. But he, he's like, yeah, he's oh, like, gee, Lois, I must have fainted. And she's like, oh, Clark. Ha, 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 ha. But you do, Brilliant. all of this, the helicopter scene gets followed by Clark just doing Superman, superhero, superhero stuff. And then you've got super yeah. rescues. It cuts, you know, it's got him flying through the air. You've got Air Force One, and you've got that, you know, you've got the pilot. <laughs> Yeah. And it just did. fly, yeah. yeah. Do not look, <laughs> just fly. trust me. We've got something. Oh man, I love all <laughs> I won't of that. tell you what, <laughs> but then Superman is he's carrying the side of the plane, and he gives like a little wave. And then you've got the cat in the tree, yeah. and it always got me this. You've got the girl who comes running inside saying, Mummy, Mummy, <laughs> you know, I think it's Fluffy the cat. You know, yeah. you know, Fluffy was stuck in the tree, but a man flew down from the sky and, and, and saved the cat. And she's like, What have I told you about lying? <laughs> slap, yes, <laughs> we, we actually rewound it. We re slap, we re rewound because we I couldn't believe it. I heard it and, and it's my wife so funny. did it. But it's I was like, really pronounced. Did they really? Did that just happen? I used to watch this on VHS and you yeah. heard the slap. What is so it? I guess yeah. on Blu-ray you hear oh, it more. I love but it. But there's also the bit with the the guy walking down the side of the skyscraper yeah. and he's got the suction cups Yeah, and, and he then... sticks it on Superman's foot and he's like, you know, yeah, yeah. and then he, and he falls down. <laughs> Going up. <laughs> when you've got that guy, like, because I was curious, like, how did he actually do that? 
and that was the flat surface. Yeah. And then we've got the guy in the office room, like he's taped to the side of the wall, okay. like oh, diagonally. That's how wow. they did it, and then they flipped it horizontal. Interesting. Very, oh, very clever. Oh, I didn't even think about the guy in the office. Yeah, because oh, I knew obviously they were walking up. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, yeah. Officer Mooney, a guy flying in his big red boots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you well, see, so talking to you about this, I'm starting to see an appreciation for there's, it. There's, there's, there, there yeah. is stuff. There is. I do think though, like with anything, it's it's when you first experienced it. Yeah. And so that, like, just changes. talking about it now, it's bringing it all back. Like yeah, when I was a kid yeah. and I was watching, I was believing that a man could fly. Oh, yeah. that's and the it, tagline. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that by accident. <laughs> But it's bringing it all back, and whenever I watch that movie again, it just takes me back there. Now, yeah. the 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 Lois and Superman interview on the on the terrace. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> the the interview. The is interview. Fine. Yep. The, the I think flying. the interview okay, is let's, let's the, interview, the interview. There's no special effects. There's nothing going on. It's just Superman in a suit. This scene. I love this scene. There's nothing magical really happening. This scene. But the interaction, the chemistry, the the. the this scene was the audition. All right. So they when they were auditioning, it, it was Lois and Superman. Yeah. And they were bringing in different actresses. They tried to get different actors before Christopher Reeve. They thought he was too young, too skinny, all these right. things. But it was always this scene. If if the actors could work in this scene, the movie was going to work. Yeah, okay. I love well, it. Well, they do. It works fine. Now, um, they then decide to fly around... But before that... New York City. I mean, <laughs> Metropolis. Before that. I like pink very much, Lois. <laughs> You've got all that exchange. But I like it's how so, she's like, uh, do you have any weaknesses that maybe Lex Luthor could use oh, to exploit lead? you? Yeah. Lead? <laughs> that's, well, that's that, that all comes out of that interview. Oh, well, talking, but, but, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. about to fly. Yeah, um, now, yeah the, the flying scene. The, the going around flying is fine. It's when... Margot Kidder starts delivering like a poem that I'm just Can like. You read my mind. I hate it. I hate it so much. Even as a child at the TV, I was shouting, "No, he can't!" Shut up. But it's, I, it's I, essentially it's. This is the worst scene in the movie. It's it's, it's a spoken word song. Yeah. Originally, it's like a sonnet is that what they're called? It, originally, she was she was supposed to sing. Yes. It, that part of the movie was going to be a musical. Right. You know, they, it was going to be music, singing, it was going to be all of that. It was right. actually recorded as a single the following year by Maureen McGovern. And I may or may not play a snippet of it at the end of oh, the show. Oh, I hope show. you do. I've not, not actually heard that. But I'm not sure if it's that uh, Michael Kidder couldn't sing, or it, for whatever reason, Dick yep. Donner, the director, is like, it's not working. Yep. So she just, it's like a William Shatner song. I think it, just spoke the scene yeah. would have been fine, perfectly fine, if not better if it was just that John Williams score, you know, like the, the slower version of yeah. you know, their, their, their theme with them just flying. And even if they're just looking at each other, I would have taken that with the score being nice, like, oh, man, they're falling in love, there's something happening. You don't need to hear her thoughts. It's yeah. crap. Them two flying, though, visually, works. It's just all of that, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I hate that. I literally, this movie that I love, yeah. I hate. Same. Can I just throw something out there? This is this is the, the honest truth. It's not your favorite part, and and, and it, it isn't. And exactly, Harry, <laughs> it's his favorite. Harry, Harry his can favorite. cut this entire thing out, but I hope he keeps it. I legitimately fell asleep during the flight scene and had to wake up and be and watch it again because it was boring. So, was well, what, so when when she started doing the spoken yeah, word, that's when you fell yeah, asleep. I nodded off a little bit. Wow, and I woke up. That speaks like, words oh, louder than anything. Again. I mean, <laughs> nobody's speaking highly of this scene, so you can leave it in, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, following this Luther trap Superman yeah. using his 
for some reason, his concocted plan about kryptonite, which I didn't point out, but how does he come up with that idea that kryptonite will hurt Hollywood. Just yeah, Hollywood. The plot needed it to happen. Yeah. It's because in during the interview, Superman, he tells Lois how far Krypton is away from Earth. Oh, so he's got a bit of a... Yeah. So he's, okay. he's using that, so he's like saying... And he that, does okay, explain, he does the math, he figures out asteroids would have arrived does. at this yeah, point. Yeah, so he's like, yeah. so if we can trace the trajectory back however many years or whatever, oh, we so can there's, go there okay. So there's she, some she logical luck, bullshit. though, that it just so happens that elements of Krypton are... Like dangerous to Superman, he doesn't know any of that. Like, he, he, does, he doesn't, but turns he's out just like, he's like, oh my god! It yeah, is. it's like when, he, when he's reading that book and he's like, we can deduce that um, the radioactivity of it will be harmful. And it's like, no, you cannot, you cannot deduce that. But, <laughs> but maybe, need, but maybe they need he can. to have a weakness for him. They needed to introduce does, just... Krypton, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with them giving us an explanation. Yeah. All right. Let's, so let's sort of bring this all to a, a near close. Let's talk this final act I, I guess with yeah. the missiles they're launched Superman fails to save one of them we're gonna get to California's destruction essentially we get a Lois Lane very pretty traumatic brutal, brutal death, death yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course we end with Superman essentially I guess failing in that regard you know he let Lois die by saving other people making well, that like promise earlier because he made his promise to, to Mr. Mr. Yeah. And, he, and he went because if not for that he'd have saved Lois and the other people yeah. would have died. I guess the big thing we probably need to address is the turning back time, the flying around the yeah. planet very, very fast, multiple times, turning the planet back. Where do you sit, Luke, as a... Well, before before you go down that road, before that happens, right? Yeah. Lex, actually, I just wanted to point out, this is one of those moments, and I think for 1978, it must have been very like a different way of doing things. Lex succeeds. His plan actually works. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not like he stops it from happening. It legitimately works. He blows up the fault line and everything goes to shit. But he was always an unstoppable plan by having the two missiles. It's yeah. like a game of chess. Like He basically put Superman in checkmate, yeah. but Superman can turn time back. Yeah. So. And so let's talk about the, the world turning back. But how do let's I feel about, about the world turning back? It's always happened. Like as a kid, I've watched it. it yeah, is, okay. It's, it's always been. If there, it was to happen now, without it well, ever it is, happening before, it is. I mean, it's goofy. Like, there's, there's no. You guys way are aware it. of the concept of inertia, right? Like, I mean, scientifically, it wouldn't work. So we well, can no, already scratch but, that. But you know, in the context of this movie, it does work. Yeah. And Chris Reeve, Superman, his his reaction to finding Lois dead. Just saying those words out loud, like in this movie, Lois does die. Yeah, and then the and it is anger, powerful. It's like pure. when he oh when him he screaming and being mad is the best thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh so, man! So it kind of because you've seen that done it, so it just badly, works. like that that scream of pain. You've <laughs> no! seen that done so. Yeah. You get, you get <laughs> none of that. Real, yeah. yeah it's a, yeah, you get honestly. I, he, he I loved really, it. Yeah, he really pulls that off, and you know, and it's it's visually exciting. You only see you yeah. swirling around, yeah. and then everything you see. You know, all the bad things that happen, you're getting to see Reversing, them in reverse. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what, though? Can, can I just say, so um, going back to my my personal experience with this, and I said there's only one thing I could remember from watching it when I was under 10, and that was that bloody scene. And I thought it was, like, as in at, in my mind, and I, it even sticks to me. You're like, that's something real. I was like, that must have, that is possible. Like, I genuinely believed when I was a kid when I, I watched it. I would have preferred. Like, I was like, of course it makes sense. I mean, this goes around the other way. This movie is pure escapism. And yeah, yeah. Like, you just... Within the context of this movie, like all the all the fantastical things we've we've seen happen throughout this movie. Yeah. So when he gets to the point where he's just flying backwards. Yeah. Okay. 
I would have preferred if it was just Superman was flying so fast, even if he had to go into space essentially to fly so fast, much like the Flash, and he himself travel through time, not actually turning the planet back and then turning it back the right way. If think, he had just flown really yeah, fast, I would have accepted also, it. it. That could have happened. Hmm. We're just showing it happening this way. Like he could, that is very well what could have happened, but visually, that's how we've been shown that happen. It helps to interpret it that way. Actually, it does. It sits better with me. I'd rather. I'm see gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'd so. rather see him <laughs> fly backwards than kiss Lois, and I will forget. Yeah, damn straight. Every time. Well, that's why when this movie was supposed to end with one of the missiles, or the missile that Superman throws into space, was supposed to be the one that explodes and set free. The Kryptonians. Um, the Kryptonians so from you the Listerine strip. They were just uh, at the beginning, like then nothing really happens with them. Yeah. They were to bookend the movie originally. All right. Oh, and well, it was that would have essentially meant to go to to be continued. But instead, like Superman will return. We get a hydrogen bomb in Paris in the opening of Superman Two. In the original cut, anyway. Yes. Well, I guess that's a pretty damn good wrap of what happens in the <laughs> One movie. One final point: the Superman smile, perfection. Uh, of course, it, of the course corniness it, was. it works. Of course, it of course, yeah, it works. It and you know what? As corny as hell, but it is perfection. It's great, and it's just the fact. It's the way that he does it. He kind of like looks to the side, looks yeah. back, and then smiles. Yeah. It's it's Superman. Hats off, Christopher Reeve. Hats off. Hats off, sir. Okay, well, I guess that essentially was our rewind to to Superman. But we, as always, do a quiz. Now, do normally, it, now do. normally it's just me and me and the Rob man. <laughs> um, we're gonna quiz Luke. Today, indeed, and we, Harry's uh, going to start the timer. I messaged you today. I'm a, I'm legitimately concerned because I'm feeling I'm feeling as though you're going to go hard with this. Silence. I feel like I feel like the hardest question is Silence actually the first take it. question. Just take it, sir. Um, take but, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how are we, how are we looking over there, Harry? Uh, Harry's giving us your clear. I think three, two, one, go. In Smallville, who tells Lana that Clark has a lot of work to do? Uh, the boyfriend. Yeah, close enough, but incorrect. Uh, list incorrect. one of the, the words boyfriend. that Lois Lane can't spell. Oh, pass. According mm. to Clark Kent, what colour hair does his mother have? White. No, In- silver. Silver, done. Yes. How much cash did Lois Lane have in her handbag? Oh, $1.50. Incorrect. No. How does Clark first change into his Superman outfit in Metropolis? Rips open his shirt. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, he rips I mean, correct. Shirt, and then he goes into the turnstile. Yeah, that's correct. How many people How many people were in the cockpit in Air Force One? Four. Incorrect. What colour underwear was Lois wearing? Pink. Yep. Where was the Kryptonite media found? Oh, you mentioned it. I can't remember. Incorrect. Where does Miss Tessmacher's mother I live? I can't remember. It's incorrect. <laughs> what song is playing on the radio? Oh, no, Miss Tessmacher. What was that one? Uh, where does her mother live? Oh, damn. Incorrect. What song is playing on the radio? When... <laughs> Lois and that's stops the fuel at the gas station. I'll allow it if you have nah, it. Oh, right. Very quickly. I knew that I wouldn't come out of this well. The, the boyfriend, <laughs> you say. We don't know that's her boyfriend. His name is Brad. <laughs> no, we do know because we found out it's the ex-boyfriend in Superman 3. Oh, look. He's the boyfriend. We're keeping it this movie. Douche. Well, Brad is the boyfriend. Um, the words that Lois Lane can't spell, you could have had bloodletting, massacre, or rapist. Massacre has one P. Massacre is the one that I was trying to remember. How many mm. S's in Massacre? Um, so where you got $10 in her handbag. Um, there were five people in the cockpit of Air Force One. Oh, so I, d- I did go back and confirm. So There's a lot of people in that um, cockpit. Addis Ababa is where the meteorite is found. Yep. Miss Tessmacher's mother lives... My mother lives in Hackensack. That's right. And Give a Little Bit by Supertramp. 
is the song playing. It's like the only song in ah, the movie. And there we go. So Thanks for embarrassing me, guys. That's no okay. Worries. No, you did. Put you to the test. You did all right. All right, so that, that was the quiz. Now it's the time to jump, to jump straight into the rating. Um, let's get into it. Five out of uh, VH, out of five VHS tapes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Luke, off you go first. I think I'll start by saying that I like it more than anybody. I feel like that's where I'm going to like Anybody it. ever? I've been talking about how I love this movie, and I do. But unfortunately, it is not a perfect five. Oh my god! What? I can't give it... I can't go on about how much I hate the scene with Lois. Oh, that's true, yes. Flying yeah. and give it a five. So I'm going to I'm gonna take away half. Very fair. Right. So I'm, I'm going to come in with... A four and, uh, yeah, 4.5. Okay. Correct. Correct. Thank you. I I love this movie. Like, I watching it again for for this review, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, why have I not watched it again until now? Yeah. It is such a good movie, and Christopher Reeve he is just perfect in this movie. Absolutely love it. Cool. All right, okay. So I will honestly say that I did not enjoy this movie as much as you did. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, Not many I do, people do. <laughs> I do have to say, I do have to say, um, a couple of things have um, happened with this conversation today. I now have a renewed appreciation to elements within this film that I didn't even notice. Luke does that to people, yeah. But you've 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 drawn a bit of light to it, and I'm, there's a few things now that you've said. I'm like, no, you're right. Yeah, okay, cool. So I was originally going low, but it's not that bad. I, I've got a, got a new appreciation to this, but I also want to flag. We haven't really discussed it, but. There's a lot of technical elements in this movie that I just really enjoy, like that that old school way of making film. The practical the, side, yeah. Yeah, the practical stuff, um, you know, the helicopter rescue and things like that. That's a real helicopter that's somehow being craned out there. All that kind of thing. The miniature work, I love old school miniature work, back, you know, in the Star Wars days and stuff. So I'm sitting at a very, very comfortable three, I reckon. It was going to be lower. Oh, wow. It was going to be it's going to be a little bit lower than that, maybe. But, uh, no, maybe you three, shouldn't watch the miniature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dumb. Um, and I forbid you <laughs> from watching uh, Superman 2 you and just, your just, just, just you uh, he doesn't get that reference. he doesn't get it he forgot this movie already and, 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 the, and the nod from Harry is that we everyone's deaf now thanks to all Sorry. those levels um, Jason give us your review quickly um, yeah look I do love this movie. I love it. And I will continue to watch it and enjoy the acting being chewed up. Like, And that's a good that's a good comment. That might have sounded bad. But they, a lot of actors, Christopher Reeve, Gene Hammond, they chew up the screen. And I, I love it. Um, yeah. There are some flaws with this movie. And as this movie... No. I mean, after 40 years, there are some issues. A lot of them I overlook because of time. Yeah. Um, I do just enjoy it. The nostalgia, the, the going back, the just watching it again. Like, the, things still work. I probably still can't get my head around the the time turning back thing. Issues with the convenient plot of Lex just knowing things. I know you Luke tried to justify it, but uh, I don't know where I am there. Um, that flight scene with the poem, holy shit! Ugh. Yeah, um, higher than Rob, not as strong as you. It's a four out of oh, five. You know, Superman oh, the movie, a four. That is surprising. How okay. thought it was going to be? No, no, I Wait, still the love of venom. You have for the flight scene is like worthy of two or one do you know what every time I watch the movie I still see it through it I can't hate it that much I mean I clear I don't fast forward it I watch it so it's yeah it's a four it's I I love this movie and we've never talked about it best on screen Superman costume I'd say so absolutely love the costume originally it was going to be 
darker, but it interfered with the blue screen. So they made it lighter. Mm. I spoke, I'm glad they made it lighter. I spoke okay. about my dad having, uh, you know, the, the passion about Superman and trying to force that onto me. He got me a costume, a Superman costume, modelled after the Superman movie one. Is that what you're wearing now? Uh, no, this is a t-shirt yeah. from like <laughs> Target or something. Um, yeah, I had that. I think I was like eight or something. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that was the costume I had. Interesting. Never had a shirt or a costume for Superman. Ah oh, man, you missed out. All right. Well, look, that was great. So we had a four and a half, uh, four and a three. That's that's a pretty good. Hey, it's above two. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's an average of four. It's pretty yeah, damn good. No, that, that is, I think, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good score. So that was our rewind to 1978, Superman the movie. That's right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. Uh, Jason and I are looking forward to bringing you more of them. Uh, for any feedback, either positive or negative, um, for or for any Rewind requests, uh, you can email us at thatfilmstudiopodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on either That Film Studio or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages. Like and follow these pages whilst you're at it. Absolutely. Subscribe and leave us, uh, leave us a review on SoundCloud and iTunes as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. Now, we just want to thank Luke for joining us Thanks, on this episode. Luke. Thanks, buddy. I've got to say, guys, it has been a lot of fun. Indeed. What I will say, 1984 is my favourite year for cinema, so I'm expecting to be invited back next year for many shows. All At right. the very least... Ghostbusters. We could do Ghostbusters next year. is like, let us know if you want us to do Ghostbusters. We'll uh, we'll definitely take. I'm on letting that you know right now. <laughs> 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 All right. So as we approach Christmas, our next rewind and review is going to get festive. It's the 30th anniversary of the John McTiernan directed holiday classic Die Hard. So we are we're going to be talking about that one. But is it a Christmas movie? As we is. don't have time. We don't, don't have time. Wait, we'll save it. We'll <laughs> save it for the for the podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been another Rewind and Review. See you on our next trip. See ya. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. That's good, was the though. Part I was most excited about. Like, I'm like, oh, they're letting me say, let's rewind to. That's like, one time deal. That's good. <laughs> we did well.